We're forever a part of the culture. We can show you better than we can tell you. A Queen series and HBCU Pulse has you on lock. From royal court to Greek life, sports and campaigns to graduation. We are the number one outlet for HBCU students. Make sure to tap in and learn more at HBCUPulse.com. What is going on, everybody? This is Randall and Shelby with Pulse Radio uh, for a very special event. That wasn't all that special. Like versus was trash tonight, but it was D'Angelo. Um, and it was just it was D'Angelo, D'Angelo, and D'Angelo. Uh, it was nobody else he went against. Um, but I mean, it was at the Apollo Theater. And big shout out to the Apollo documentary. It's a documentary about the Apollo that is an Emmy Award winning project that is out now. We have just done a partnership with the Apollo documentary. Hey, we love it. We love to see it. They're doing a lot of screenings, virtual screenings at different HBCUs around the country. Uh, make sure you guys check out to see what HBCU they'll be going to next. And we have a lot of special things going on with the Apollo documentary. It was great to see that they did the verses at the Apollo. But that was the best part about the, the whole verses. It was terrible. Shelby, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. How are you? <laughs> listen, I'm I'm just I'm like really. What was this versus? Like, listen, we have a special guest in the building. It's twelve o'clock. I think I think she's in Georgia. We don't want to take up too much of her time. Let's talk about what what this was, Shelby. Well, how do you feel about this versus with the the D'Angelo versus Friends? How you felt about it? Okay. Um. First of all. I've said this plenty of times, and I feel like a lot of people agree. Versus definitely be doing too much. If he was going to come at 10 o'clock, they should have just made it at 10 o'clock. That's how I feel. Like, I'm sitting here waiting a whole hour for this man to come out. I'm ready, you know? So it's like that part, it, it was just not it for me. I really miss the early, well, it wasn't really like a show, like not the versus show. It was just like regular versus, honestly, with, uh, Lil John and T-Pain and just like I miss those times during COVID like now it's just be too much like they too starstruck they gotta come out whenever they feel like it you know I just like we don't have time for that but besides that um I you know grew up on a lot of D'Angelo my mom loves D'Angelo so I listened to a lot I've heard and listened to a lot of his songs so you know it definitely was a vibe a little bit of a vibe I don't know like you said, we just gonna pray for D'Angelo, okay? We're we gonna pray for D'Angelo. <laughs> we, we gonna pray for D'Angelo. <laughs> we gonna pray for D'Angelo. We gonna pray for DJ Scratch because Scratch done scratched himself out, out, out just out of everything. If I mean, like Scratch ain't getting booked for nothing. If I, if I was anybody in the world, like Scratch did too much. I totally checked out because why? I was just like, I said, let me know, let me know when he done. Let me know when he done. Because really I can't do it. Like it was really aggravating me. I can't. It was just too much. Like Shelby, and Shelby really said, "Like, bro, like, just let me know when he's done." It it just, it just wasn't good, just to, to me. Um, and one thing that's big for me is I have a lot of high expectations, and I think the folks that know about me from HBC Pulse, and even my folks that know behind the scenes, I work with different student leaders around the nation with HBC Pulse. They know I'm real big on expectation, and the fact that I expected a lot from a legend, a neo soul legend, in D'Angelo, in a lot of my expectations for verses were met. Like the um, Brandy Monica verses was a great verses. The Gucci Jeezy verses was great. Like it was a lot of great verses, you know, 
And I feel as if these past two, Keisha and and Ashanti, I'm granted I didn't watch that one, but I heard a lot of bad reviews. Um, and then this one I watched, I just wasn't feeling it. I think that, you know, they're trying to make it big and it should be big. I, this is huge. And it's amazing that Swiss and Timberland came up with this concept. But there has to be some standard you hold yourself to. Like D'Angelo cannot come out an hour after nine o'clock. Like, bro, it's a basketball game on. A and T played. Uh, like they played North Carolina Central and they won by like two points. It was a great game. I was watching that and watching the verses. Like a lot of the student leaders were being shown on ESPN, especially after we criticized them. Like they show a lot of like Bree and the Royal Court. So it's like I wanted to see that game. The Rockets and the Mavericks are playing. It's a lot of stuff. I could I could have been sleep. Like I, I could have been finding my peace of mind. It could. It's a lot I could have done, man. And it's like we were watch, sitting back watching this verses. I mean, I enjoyed the Black Messiah melody. I really enjoyed that. Um, a thousand deaths. I love how he let that he let that ride. Look at that Khalid Muhammad. I love how he let that ride. Um, I, I loved Lady. He he has he has some vocals on him. I mean, he still has it. It's still D'Angelo, but it's just it was too mellow for me. It, that, that was the problem. It was way too mellow for me. Like I don't know. He he probably smoked the blunt backstage. I don't know. But it was just way too mellow for me. Like it was way too mellow, Shelby. I think honestly, what turned me off was the wait. So it's like after you don't wait it, you don't want like it's it's over with. I don't even care no more. <laughs> like, I don't even care. Like, whatever. And I feel like, like you said, I was kind of like that with Keisha and Ashanti, but you know, it's still Keisha and Ashanti. So I guess I still got a little bit hype, but uh, uh-uh. it was just no. <laughs> Man, I, it, it's so much more to say, um, but we want to go on and bring our um, amazing guest, Jesper, on. I want to just bring her in the right way. Hopefully Instagram, because we're through streaming on Instagram right now, HBCU Pulse. So hopefully Instagram allows us to do this. So let me talk, tell you all about Jesper, man. She is a viral social media superstar. She's one of the biggest advocates of HBCUs out here. Like, she's so talented. She's so charismatic. She has a huge social media brand, inspires a lot of people. And she's currently working at Morris Brown right now in Atlanta, making things happen. And she's, like, popping, popping. Like, so just the fact that, like, she even came on here, I'm grateful. And this, I think this is the first time we're, we're talking face-to-face. We've always talked in DMs and emails and all that. So this is the first time we're talking face-to-face. So I'm super excited. Let's go in and bring on Jasmine. Let's bring her on. There she go. Jay Jess, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? This Instagram been playing with me. I don't I did not know what was going on. I'm like, did she go away? Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm here. Listen, it it is late right now. It's 12.07 a.m. I feel like we waited till about 11 p.m. for D'Angelo to come out. I mean, mm-hmm. talk talk for let's just talk about this verses real quick before we get into just because th- th- this is your show. This ain't D'Angelo show. This is your show. Because <laughs> so, that, 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 that there was, I don't know what that was, but talk to us real quick about who you are first and foremost. Yeah, well, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me here on the show. As you mentioned earlier, you and I have corresponded through the phone a few times, so this is our first time really talking to each other. Um, I have always, singing is my gift, but education is my passion. And in 2016, I went viral doing a um, cover of Denise Williams' Silly. That video to date has over 25 million views. I just decided to create my own music page on Facebook so I could consistently post videos of me singing. 
Um, and then once I started learning more about the HBCU, I decided that I wanted to attend one. And so I did. And so I fell in love with higher education. And uh, that's where I decided I want to be the president of an HBCU one day. And after dropping out of college three times, I finally completed my bachelor's this past August in history and black studies. And now I'm here to help restore Morris Brown. I love it. I love it. And my, my question is this. So when are you going to do your verses? We need to get you on verses. Because at this point, <laughs> you should have won against D'Angelo. That's what you should have done. You, you would have beat D'Angelo tonight. I believe that. Mm, music is my gift. I don't know when it will ever become my passion. I feel it. You know, when I go to work every single day, I wake up so excited thinking about how am I going to help my students today? How am I going to help this school today Mm -hmm. behind closed doors? I sing all day, every day. Um, But I really like to be that example for people. You can have a following of over half a million people and still have passion that lies elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just practice phenomenal time management. And understand that when you are genuine and your intentions are pure, you are going to elevate in whichever way God's plan is for you to elevate. I think with our generation, I know with our generation, we have so many different forms of influence that are outside of the home. Mm -hmm. It makes it hard sometimes to really, it takes a little bit longer for somebody to find themselves in the collegiate environment, especially with social media, especially. So, yeah, music is my gift. It'll always be here. But educating others and advocating for our beloved institutions is what's most important to me. And I think that that that's an interesting segue, because I think the best part about you is the fact that you're humble with it. And you and you talk mm-hmm. about it often because, like, a lot of folks, when they get this level of success and these followers and these folks that that love them, they lose themselves in it. So, like. What is it that keeps you centered? Um, My grandmother, this lady right here, she's everywhere I am. She's everywhere I go. I lost my grandmother in 2013 when I was in the military, and I wasn't allowed to come home for her funeral. And you got to think, somebody who played such an integral role in my life, I didn't get to say goodbye to her. That's the hardest thing that I've ever had to experience. And eight years later, it still affects me. But it was her that instilled music performance and formal education in me from the third or the fourth grade. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she always said knowledge is power, but education is the key. And on the flip side, she always kept me singing somewhere. So... My grandmother was phenomenal. She was a phenomenal woman. The same street that she raised all three of her children on, the favorite one being my mother, of course. They just renamed that street after her. In a town of 20,000 people that's known for race relations that are not as positive as they can be for black people. Mm-hmm. You know, she was she organized a lot of the state of Texas's NAACP mobilization to to get people to the state conferences. And that small town just renamed that street after her. And she didn't do a lot of fanfare. She didn't like to be in front of the camera. She was always behind it. You know, sometimes they say things skip a generation. And my mother is a phenomenal woman, but they all see my grandmother in me. So that's what keeps me grounded. I feel that. So let me ask you this. So you work at Morris Brown now. So what led you to Morris Brown? 
So I actually connected with Dr. James back in 2019. I congratulated him when he was tapped to be the interim president. Um, we stayed in communication because I told him that I wanted to be the president of an HBCU one day. That constant communication turned into a mentorship opportunity. And one day we were just talking and he said, what are your plans after undergrad? Because undergrad ended in 2020 when we were introduced to COVID-19. And I said, I don't know, but I know I want to work at an HBCU. And so a couple of months later, we were talking and, and he asked me, uh, what's your experience in? And I said, well, I've been working in the, I've been working in the registrar's office for two years. And he said, really? Oh, uh, well, I need someone to work in my registrar's office. I was terrified. I'm like, no way. I've only been to Atlanta three times before this. And it was only for like two or three days, like no way. But it kept calling me. And so I came out here and it has been absolutely phenomenal. So, I wrote an article and I think, I think you saw it. I think I saw you liking the stuff in the comments and I wrote an article called student leadership is dead. And personally for me, I think that student leadership is dead because we focus on clout. We focus mm -hmm. on position. We focus on getting letters, but we don't focus on the service that goes into what HBCUs are bred around. So I want to get your opinion on it. So what do you think about the state of student leadership, especially looking at it now as an alumna? Well, I had um, the wonderful opportunity of being a student leader at my junior college before I transferred to Prairie View. When I got to Prairie View, I noticed uh, something that you'll see a lot with young people coming into themselves. And that's wanting to impress and wanting to stand out and wanting to be the most important amongst our peers. That in turn can take away from that being genuine and having pure intentions when leading. I stepped into the student leadership realm in the fall of 2018. And three months later, I stepped right back out of it. I wasn't a fan of it. And unfortunately, it's just one of those things where you're going to have people who are there who are genuine. And you're going to have people who are there who are only there to wear the T-shirt. And you're going to have people who are there to get those letters. And it's disappointing because when you are in student leadership, you don't ever think, what can this do for me? What can I do for them? Right. And with those letters comes work ethic. Mm. I mean, you have to... It's almost like you're proving yourself again. And so I think what a lot of people don't realize is you are a reflection of what you represent. So if we see a student government association or a campus activities board that has a lineup of people that we know are just T-shirt wearers or that want clout, we're not going to trust in you because we didn't trust in you before you took those positions. Mm -hmm. I think we need to reset and we've got to get people who are genuine. And with the pandemic separating us from each other, it's much harder to learn people. So perhaps people will take their time and trying their best to learn, okay, who's going to lead? Right. And I think that one big thing that you said is something that I really, even just talking about the versus aspect of it, is resetting the expectation because it needs to be a better and broader expectation of what leadership is, of what success is, yeah. of what greatness is. And I think that just ties into everything. So Jasmine, like... When I tell you, like, I've been really feeling frustrated with a lot of what I've been seeing. And it's not just been from the HBCU realm. It's been from life in general. Because I feel as if it's a lot of, like, a lack of a lack of living up to the expectation. And I'm someone that I was bred by my parents. And I bred myself to, like, have a standard for myself. And I think that from our television, from music, from our, 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 our academics, 
we're not living up to that standard. So I want to sort of interweave in really all the points I want to talk to you about. From We talked about the HBC point. We talked about your background, even going into the verses. Like, what do you think about, like, do you think that we're losing the standard? Do you think that COVID is like taking away the aspect of, hey, we got to come with it because we're so comfortable now? Like, what do you think about that aspect of like the vibe of where everything is now in America and within our culture? Because I think it's a lot of laxness going on right now. You know, I don't really know, but I, 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 I'm i going to have to respectfully disagree with you on the lax part. I, I, I honestly believe collegiate students everywhere are more stressed than they've than we have ever experienced in our young, young lack of experienced lives. This is a really hard time mm-hmm. for people. And this is also normally a time where we would be excited because we know, especially at HBCUs, we have elections and things coming up. But some of these kids are just trying to maintain some of them two years ago saw their commencement that will be in May of this year being totally different. Some of them, like myself, I saw my last semester of college being completely different. Yes, you have individuals who are going to be lackadaisical, but we can't allow the few of that bunch. And when you look at it, when, when, you, when you really look at the big picture, it's not as many But these tend to be the ones that have the most influence and they don't know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if you just show up in a room, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to do anything because your influence speaks for you. And I think sometimes those people tend to try a little bit too hard to be important. You don't have to be. Yeah. And that's a good point. Like, I think that is a level. It is a level of stress and that COVID has put us in such a place where everything is just coming on our plate. And it's overflowing. So I definitely see exactly where you're coming from in that regard. So let's talk about verses real quick. Like let's 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 try to lighten it up because ver- verses versus was terrible to me. So <laughs> as a student, as, as a singer, as a singer, and honestly, as a student at an HBCU, that was a singer at an HBCU. Like, what did you think of this verses? Did you like it? Did you not like it? How do you feel about it? Well, one thing about me personally is I'm very punctual, and I did not appreciate him not being on time. Um. I am not a D'Angelo fan. I do know, girl, it's only you. Have it your way. I mean, who doesn't know that? But listening to his voice, it is beautiful to hear that his voice really hasn't changed much at all. But I got a little confused, like, during the... I, I wasn't really sure, like, what was happening sometimes. Some people would call that a vibe, but I was really just trying to like, you know, keep up because I only knew like two songs, like two or three songs. But, you know, I was there for the movement. But yeah, that that lack of punctuality, that just that that doesn't work with me. I totally agree. It was, it was too late. I didn't like DJ DJ Scratch. Who scratched too much for me, Jasmine? It was yeah, he much. was scratching a lot. Like, and But people were loving him. And, you know. The the part that had me a little bit offended is that, you know, my favorite verses is Gucci versus Jeezy. And we waited for an hour for them, too. We thought they were fighting mm-hmm. in the back. We thought they were fighting. But at the same time, <laughs> you had Holiday, you had A1. They were in there making it happen. And, like, I was like, oh, I, I forgot. I, to, I thought I was listening to some music. And I was like, oh, this sure is the mm-hmm. verses because it was just a great mix. And it's like, dang, so this dude here, because he older, is better than Holiday and A1, whatever. But I want to get yeah. back to... The D'Angelo point. So why don't why don't you like D'Angelo? Like what like where, where, where does that come from? I didn't say I didn't like him. Okay. I just said I'm not a fan. If his music. I just I just don't listen to his music. Mm-hmm. I feel that. So like for me, like D'Angelo 
was like in a way like Prince to me because you know you know my my parents in the race they had Prince and you see mm-hmm. such an influence of Prince and D'Angelo and even my dad my dad was was sitting next to me as I was listening to you know the verses with Shelby and my cold Shelby and he was like he's so inspired by Prince I'm like he really is you yeah know? So, do, do you hear that Prince inspiration from D'Angelo oh yeah and that's the thing that really kept my attention throughout the verses um it's his musicality. I mean, it's seamless and it's timeless. He has that music after listening tonight that I could see stretch for the next two or three generations. And one of the part, like the parts that I really liked, because I didn't like the verses, but I'm a huge fan of D'Angelo. And that was partly the reason why I didn't like it. Cause I felt like he could have done way more, but mm-hmm. my, I, I like the fact that he let a thousand deaths arrive because at the beginning of a thousand deaths, that's Khalid Muhammad, and like mm-hmm. Khalid Muhammad be be flowing like, and what he was saying was like so true. He let that thing ride, and it rolled mm-hmm. like because like that whole first minute of the song is really Khalid Muhammad just just talking, like you know. So I really like that part, and that and the fact that he was just unapologetic in that because Black Messiah was really a protest album, especially what was yeah. going on. He had my, like like Michael Brown, the Michael Brown murder that came out mm-hmm. around that same time, so like black messiah was like the the album of that time speaking for us so i like that aspect of it but i mean d'angelo still has that level of talent but you can just tell it's not the same you know and that was the first time we've seen him since you know we expect to see him for the bt awards performance in 2016 when prince passed away because that was Mm -hmm. the that was gonna be the big thing we saw from d'angelo giving a tribute to who's command as clear as hero and Prince, but something happened where we didn't see him. So like it, it was, it was disappointing for me because all throughout my time in high school and even still now I listen to D'Angelo, you know, and that's what I'm talking about. A little bit of expectation where I expected a lot, but I didn't get that. So what did you expect from this versus? Cause you're not a big fan of D'Angelo, but what did you expect from this verse? Did you expect a vibe? Did you expect just like an a, amazing performance? Like, did you expect a whole bunch of celebrities to pop up? Like, what did you expect? I think being someone who has a pretty substantial following, I have over half a million followers across my mm-hmm. social media who follow me for my voice, not for my performance, not for the way that I, some of them might follow me because of the way that I look, but Essentially, it's about the voice. The only thing I wanted him to do was to come in and to be able to sing. Mm. And he did that. I didn't care what he had on. I didn't care what he had to do to make himself comfortable. Him smoking a cigarette is just like her wearing sunglasses. Mm. And it's just like Sia turning around on the stage and singing with her back to us. I mean, from the vocalist standpoint, I get it. You got to be in your comfort zone. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he sang and I, if I wasn't looking at the computer screen, sometimes I wouldn't be able to tell if it was the track or if it was him singing. That's something we don't hear anymore either. So I will not complain because he came with the raw vocals. And like I said, nothing has really changed. That's true. So let me ask. So I, so I want to really start this conversation because we really were duped and that this is real good marketing because like, we thought we were going to see Lauren Hill, Music Soul Child, Raphael Sadiq. Mm. We, oh, did you not think that? What did you think? No. You didn't think that? So so, so no. when you saw Friends, you thought we were the Friends the whole time? Y'all, 
were y'all expecting a free concert? I, I mean, you can't bring all those people out there. Mm. I just feel like that's a marketing basic one-on-one. You can't bring Lauren Hill and Rock. You can't bring what the people are going to expect. Mm. I feel that. Her came in and they did that mashup. That was phenomenal. Mm. Everyone was pleased because you connected those two generations. Mm. Method Man, Red Man, whatever. No, I didn't expect to see all those people, but that's just me. <laughs> like, I wouldn't expect to see Method Man and Red Man for sure. And 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 if y'all watch Power, Method Man is Davis McLean to me. I'm just sorry. He he played that part very well. He's Davis McLean from Power Book Two Ghost. That's just for me. He did that. He he did that part. He did amazing in Power. But I mean, just in general, like I, I did expect to at the very least see the people he collaborated with. I expected to see Raphael Sadiq. I expected to see Lauren Hill come out. Now, I, well, did I expect to see Lauren? I want to see Lauren Hill, but I felt like Lauren Hill. I would was... have never <laughs> expected to see Lauren Hill. <laughs> no, I would have never expected to see any. I'm just appreciative that he gave us what he gave us. Mm. I just feel like, from the marketing standpoint, and I'm not a marketing major, my degree is in history, right. but I'm just thinking, like, why would you bring all, you're going to bring all these people? Mm. No way. Like he he got he got a Rolodex though, so I I felt like for D'Angelo, like giving his flowers, like I thought he yeah. was gonna bring him out, but I mean I was I wasn't upset because I felt like it was factors that prohibited that, and I think COVID was a factor because we gotta keep everybody safe and like RZA kept that mask on. I gotta salute RZA. He he had that mask or on. Or <laughs> maybe it just was not in the plans. That's true. That's true. That's true. We try to justify too much with COVID. Maybe it just wasn't in the plans. That's true. And and, and they made us think it was to make us watch. He, maybe. <laughs> the friends. I thought it was going to be uh, virtual. So I thought we was going to have like a pass the mic type of thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, so I, and, and like, I, I sort of wish it was because it, it's like, I, I just like for me, like the energy of Jeezy and Gucci was what captured me about that versus and the storyline that came from it, because the fact that we didn't expect that we thought that they would not be the same place at the same time because of that beef and that rivalry. And they came together and they were separated, but the energy, and of course I'm a fan of Jeezy. I'm a fan of Gucci. So I felt that I expected that same level of energy. And that was like the part I was the most disappointed about, but I was glad to see him well. And I think he did for the most part have good vocals. I just, I feel like I just, ex- I did expect Lauren Hill. And I, I did that. You got me there. I did expect that. <laughs> I don't have expectations for anybody. Expectations lead to disappointments. Just as long as you show up, I'm fine. <laughs> I need, I need to bring that in my life. Just when you, you I'm, I'm, I'm going to record this and play it back for myself. Cause I need, I need, yeah. that. <laughs> I, need that <laughs> I, I expect too much from these people. Just that's the problem. <laughs> You do. <laughs> I, I definitely do. I'm gonna call myself out. I expect way <laughs> too much from these people because I because listen, I was just, I was expecting the best concert in my life. Like, like I, I was expecting Prince to come back. I was expecting Mike Jackson to pop up. Like I, I was expecting it all. Now I'm gonna point. tell you who I'm waiting on because I know I saw a flyer for it because I called it when mm-hmm. Patty and Gladys came up there. I said I need a versus between Tony and Mary. Mm. Mm. That's a hmm. That's and I'm one. Team Tony. You think so? I don't know. I don't know. Don't get me on here singing that whole lineup. That's a, what? I don't because see, 
like Mary J. Blige got some hits though, and she got hits every generation. She has hits because because like if you remember that BET Awards performance, I think that was before COVID. That was 2019. Yeah, it was 2019. Mm-hmm. She had a hit for every generation because I knew she was gonna sing just fine, just fine. I knew she was gonna sing that, but I was like, wait a minute, that was 07. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Like that, like that was that's that was when I was young. Like that was 07. She had that hit. And everybody was vibing from like the from the parents to the kids. So like like with, with Tony Braxton, she has those hits with us within the 90s. The only song I really rock with is her and her and, and Babyface Hurt You that came out 2013. Like that was the one I yeah. really have vibe with. You know what I'm so saying? So here's so here's how I look at verses. I look at it from the musicality standpoint. Whose voice mm-hmm. do I appreciate the most? I appreciate Tony's voice. Tony has given us hits in the 90s that are still timeless. Um, Break My Heart, Love Should Have Brought You Home, Breathe Again, Seven Whole Days. Uh, what's the one? He Wasn't Man Enough For Me. Mm. Tony is global. I'm not saying Mary isn't global because I don't really know. But the names alone hold weight. But I'm looking at it from the musicality standpoint. I feel that. Like, whose voice am, 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 am I going to hear? And to me, Mary J. Blige can't sing live. That's what I want them to do. I want them yeah. to sing live. She's a better performer. I, I, I feel like the performance she gave at the BET Awards is indicative of, like, the person she is as an artist. So I, I feel that from voice, oh, for sure, Tony Braxton. For sure. Oh, for, for sure. sure. For sure. In her sleep. Yeah, for sure. But performance. But Mary's done a lot for the culture, and, and she I, has. I don't want to knock that down. She has, but they're kind of like two different people too. They are, but let me ask you this thing because this is the conversation I want to start. So I personally think if D'Angelo went up against anybody, it should have been Maxwell. Do you agree? I don't know D'Angelo's catalog well enough, but I will say voice to voice. Absolutely. Okay. Per- and Maxwell would have sang live and he would have sang, oh, absolutely. I don't know anybody else. Like it would have been because in catalog wise, I think D'Angelo has those dads like those hidden ones. But like Maxwell has a catalog, Maxwell has the voice. That would have been the best verses. Period. Maxwell's catalog is long. Sick. Long. And it's like, sick. And he has different like he has songs that still hit like it's like it's not even from the 90s. Like like and the fact that like this woman's working, not even his song. <laughs> he took that song. Yeah. He, but even his recent music, Fistful of Tears, yes. 1990 X, um, Bad Habits. Bad Habits. Yes. Yeah. Like, but Maxwell can sing. He can sing live. Yes. So him, maybe somebody else would say tank. I wouldn't say tank. I wouldn't say tank. But I saw somebody say Tank. That like that like listen, that somebody is, is in love with Tank. That that we we, we gonna we gonna, gotta be. We we're not putting Tank in the same conversation as D'Angelo and Maxwell. Like, we can't do that. We gonna we gonna leave Tank with Tyrese. Okay, leave them up. That they, they, they could do. Ooh, it that's not even a competition though. Who so Tank versus Tyrese? Who who you think win that? Uh, tank. tank. Voice wise. Voice wise. Because yeah. I because I because I'm seeing it where you're coming from like like I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing the aspect I, I'm I want to just throw random ones at you I'm trying, I'm trying to think of another one hmm I base it off of who's singing live who do you think Beyonce goes up against 
she's not gonna do it. Who do you think she would have went up? Would go up against nobody? Singing wise. Singing wise. I mean, Beyonce can't really sing to me. Mm. She can sing, but she's a but she's a wonderful entertainer. I don't know who I. Mm. Kelly. Oh, that that that'd be interesting. That that because catalog Beyonce crushes her. <laughs> but she crushes her why? Because she has more followers. She has more influence. People, more people are gonna buy into her. But if we're talking about vocally, Kelly can sing Beyonce under the couch. Mm, you think so? Shelby, Shelby's making facial expressions. Let me bring Shelby in. Shelby, what you got to say, Shelby? What you got to say? I get what you're saying. Beyonce definitely is more of a performer. But Beyonce can sing. I just feel like some of her songs, they're not... You know, you really don't really hear that. But Beyonce got some songs where she can she can sing to me. She can sing. You just don't hear it a lot in a lot of her songs. Like it's more of like She has a, an impeccable range. Her range yeah. is impeccable. Okay, that could be it, you know. But yeah. I don't know. I don't really know who Beyonce could really go against because of her catalog. Somebody said so, Sierra. Somebody said Sierra. Sierra? No. No. No, that would be embarrassing for Sierra. And don't do Sierra like that. <laughs> because, see, I love Sierra. And no. <laughs> I don't know Sierra who I would put crushed. up against Beyonce. I honestly don't know. So, okay. So, 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 so let, let's get this one in. So, now this is not really singing, but one of these people do sing. Drake and Chris Brown. I think that needs to happen. And Sarah, we don't think that. Drake, Chris Brown. They're not in the same genre. That's not fair. It's not fair. You don't think it's fair? I'm, I'm like no. And I, I don't know anybody I would put up against Chris Brown. Usher, not Usher. No, Usher is he would mock Chris. What? No. You talking about the protege going up? No. So you think Usher will mock Chris Brown, or, or the other yeah, way around? Usher will mock Chris Brown. Wait. Hear the influence in their music, they will get mobbed. So, gotta bring Shelby and Shelby's a big Chris Brown fan. Shelby, go ahead. I think Chris Brown and Usher would be a good would be a good match, honestly. Mm-hmm. I really do. I get what you're saying, but I feel like they would be able to go together. Honestly. They would, but Usher would be I would be Team Usher. You team Usher? Nah, I don't what? know. I'm sorry. <laughs> But I will say this. I believe that Chris is going to have the same longevity as Usher. He just doesn't have that longevity. It really would be kind of hard. So let me ask you this, because this is something we had a conversation about on the Super Bowl show. So what do you think about the aspect of Chris Brown's life and his career, the incident with Rihanna and then things happen after? Do you think that would hurt his longevity? It happens. People forget that celebrities are human beings. You know how many people we don't know that aren't celebrities that are really out here beating on women who are out here doing the things that Chris Brown has been, you know, uh, allegedly has been accused of doing. Mm -hmm. It happens. The only thing different is that he was held up in the spotlight. And I believe that he's going to pay for that for the rest of his life. But what he's shown us is that he's come back has shown that he has not missed a beat. He hasn't. And I think if we don't have proof 
that that actually happened because I stopped following that story a long time ago. Mm-hmm. If there is no proof, why are we still talking about it? I feel that. I feel like I, I, I think it's because corporate media. I think we're seeing the issue because like you know media is my thing. Like just as far as just how I look at it, corporate media has held on to that story. But the fans and I think that in general, black people have let it go. But anytime Chris Brown goes to the aspect of a Super Bowl conversation or a broader conversation of award show nominations, that's outside of our culture. That's when, oh, he beat Rihanna. That's when that comes up. I think it's more of a white media construct that holds that over him. But I mean, like, white, as in white people, white people. Thing white people, black people do it too. Okay. Black people are yeah. we are almost the worst. Black Twitter, especially as soon as something comes up, people trying to throw shade or make a joke about it. So we're not going to say it's only white people that do it because sometimes it's your, your own people can be your worst enemy. That's black people point. drug that stuff out. That's a good point. And they still listen to his music and they still put money in his pocket. That's a good point. And really, the part with Chris Brown that like I think about when it comes to the aspect of white media is why I pivot this way. He was on blackish. He was rich youngster and blackish. And it was like an amazing satire. Literally. It wasn't about how great the episode was about. Why is Chris Brown in a family show? Like that was the whole Mm -hmm. entire conversation. And it's like, but do you see the message when he was trying to convey, he was talking about, they were talking about colorism and all this different stuff, but you, and how, how marketing plays a part in it, but you missed it because Chris Brown was in it. (laughs) <laughs> but our responsibility in that is, Randall, we just need to shift the trajectory of the conversation. When we're in a room with 10 people who are talking about, but do you remember what Chris Brown did? Why is he on a family show? Then all it's going to take is that one person to shift the conversation. That was how long ago? He's still coming out with music. His comeback is still steady. We should be happy that this man is still alive. That situation could have could have affected his mental so much, and he could have taken his own life. We worry about the wrong things. So then whenever we are in situations where we're where we are able to change whatever the energy is in the room, we can just do that and stop worrying about not being in agreement with everybody else. That's that that's a great point. Like like I, I feel like I feel like you you push me to look at it look at it differently. I I know Shelby is just green right now. She's in agreement. <laughs> oh, because because Shelby and CDK they are huge Chris Brown fans. Y'all don't think you heard the Super Bowl show? They had a whole entire thing about Chris Brown being in the Super Bowl. So like I listen, they 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 loving what you're saying right now. But let me ask yeah. you this, and and, and Shelby's gonna burn up when I say this. Cause I saw someone in the comments say this. So you think Chris Chris Brown and Trey Songs versus what you think? <laughs> that should be the next one. <laughs> No. no, I'll be Team Chris. Uh, what? That's not even a. What is that? Bullying. That's that's bullying. Chris can write and sing. Yeah, that's that's bullying. Like 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 that. I feel I feel like that that's something that's something the women want, but it's like that don't make sense in with verses. Like that like, would be for aesthetics purely. <laughs> aesthetics only. That's literally what it would it, it, it would be for because like because so I just said because someone said it in, in the chat. I'm like, I saw that, but I was just like, wait, <laughs> no, man, like like, but I mean, I think that in general, you you make me look at the verses differently, like because like in general with the D'Angelo verse, because I mean, because I appreciate D'Angelo for coming. I honestly do. I, I appreciate that he's alive and well because honestly, with everything with celebrity interaction, like Kobe changed that for me. You know what I'm saying? Cause, yeah. Cause that still affects me. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's mm-hmm. like, cause like I wasn't a Kobe fan, but, but I started to identify with Kobe's mentality and I still do uh, that. Hey, yeah. competition. Hey, that hunger. So when I see someone like the, especially what happened with, 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 you know, with Tiger Woods this past week, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, oh, yeah. So that's something where it's like to see him well, to see him still, you know, in, in, in the right place of mind was something good to see. It was just I can't shake that that expectation because to me, D'Angelo is a legend. He's Prince to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like to yeah, to he's me. timeless. So I just wanted that timeless performance. And I know that y'all did not say Jacquees about no verses. No. No, we he Jacquees is versus nobody. Okay, he's he's you know. I'm trying to figure out if I even know one of his songs that's his own. <laughs> bad is bad his own. No, yeah, it is, but he sampled a bond. Mm, true, true. Way too much for me. Yeah, yeah. that should have just been read your mind remix the way he sampled that. And let's not talk about how he just snatched from from LMA. He just snatched that song from LMA. Yeah, I think Jacquees. I mean, he's very handsome. But you know, you also gotta understand. I'm I'm a vocalist naturally by birth, so I'll be hearing stuff. You know that maybe other people wouldn't hear, but I would love to see a versus with somebody versus Avon. I don't know who, Jaheem? but Avon. Jaheen? That is my man. I don't know about Jaheen. Someone said in the, in the thing, Jaheen versus Vaughn. I don't know about mm-hmm. Jaheen either. At this point, we should be producers on Versus. We should, we should just be hire us. I don't know about... Maybe... I don't know why Carl Thomas is in my spirit. Versus versus Avant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew you when I had friends. Yeah. Very deeply. And you gotta think, I'm thinking about vocal wise. Joe. I like Joe. I like Joe. Um Ooh, I got a chunks in my bones for you. Yes. Against Avant. I know you wanna love. I know. Okay, maybe if we're talking about like vulgarity. Hey Alan. Like maybe if we're talking about vulgarity. And but Joe, because like, I think that. The thing with verses that people forget that it is also about the catalog, which is why it is about the catalog. And Joe, I feel like Joe, Joe, and Joe and Avant can go. Like Joe, Joe can go with anybody, really. Because all the things no. they want to do, like, like not, nah. not, not, not anybody, anybody. But I mean, like Joe got some bangers though. But bangers can't just be hits. Bangers have to be what are some hidden gems. You know, like one of the first ones, it was Jagged Edge and who? Jagged Edge and hmm. I forgot. I can't remember. I can't remember who they went up against. Was it Boy? No, I don't think it was Was, Boys to Men. Was it Boys to Men? I think it might have been. I don't remember who Jagged Edge went up against, but I want to see more groups. Mm. Mm. Because I want to see Jodeci and Boys. I want to see Jodeci and Boys to Men. What? Jodeci? Jodeci got that. Oh no, you sleep. <laughs> Not Jodeci. So, so it, it was it was one it was one twelve. It was one twelve. One twelve. Oh yeah, that right there was weak. I mean, I I love weak. you know, <laughs> girl, it's fun to you know it's cool, but um, if they ever do Jodeci and Boys to Men to the end of the road, I go. You talk about somebody catalog, I know. <laughs> New edition and Boys to Men. Oh, man. Like, so, and, and I, I want to ask you this, because, listen, we, we don't went all over the time. We having fun right now. We just always, right, we I know, I see. We don't went all over the time, but let me ask I ain't got to work tomorrow. Let, listen, I don't got to work tomorrow either. It's a blessing. <laughs> it's a blessing on earth, I'm telling you. But let me ask you this. So, 
this is a con- and I feel like you can you really would body this. So this is something that that I have an issue with with a lot of media, and I never understood it. So I did Pulse, and so I started writing. So I really started looking at these shows. What do you think is the responsibility of the of the of like black creatives to uphold the image of black people? Like, what do you think? What do you think that is? Like, you think that that we have that responsibility, or do you think that we should just tell the truth and whatever that truth may be? Because I think that, for example, we had um this episode of Grownish recently and talked about. You know, it wasn't even really about homosexuality. It was more so about sexual fluidity. But it turned into a discussion of homosexuality. It turned into then a whole entire thing about the bashing of black men and black men are toxic masculinity. The homophobic was like, you look at the episode, the women were saying, oh, you gay. Like, and it's like, why, why are we basing around what, what these male characters did? And it's like, in my mind, I'm like, I, I, don't, I feel like I don't got to paint black people in a perfect light when I write it, when I do different things. But I'm not gonna have black folks looking crazy in none of my stuff, and even with music. Mm-hmm. So, do, what do you what do you think in that conversation? You know, I think it's our job to always be genuine, and you're gonna hear me say this a lot because I just believe being genuine is just gonna take you everywhere that you need to be. We have an afforded opportunity to actually live a life that is different than what the media and society thinks that we live. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people out there who believe that there is no such thing as a rich black person. And I say that because we can say that somebody's rich, but then they're going to question, well, how did you get that much? I'm not I'm not asking you how you came about that. Inheritance exists in the black community. Um, financial literacy in a positive manner exists in the black community. Formal education exists in the black community. Brotherhood and sisterhood exist in the black community. It's just our job to live in our truth. Everyone is not called to be a creator. But when you decide, hey, I'm going to be a black creator, that's a choice that you make. Right. So you need to do so with the utmost integrity. That doesn't mean be 100 percent perfect. I just think it's our job to celebrate our wins more than our losses, but not being afraid to show that humility and say, hey, I take an L every now and then. I'm not going to go into a deep story about it, but before I'm black, I'm, I'm a human. Mm. And the only thing that changes that is what a mindset mm. has you thinking. So it's just our job to, to be true, to have just to show integrity. And I got to ask this question because like, it just popped in my mind. So if you wanted to be a university president, did you like the quad when the quad was out? Did you like it? So when the choir was out, I was not at Prairie View yet. That was in like early 2017. I was still at my junior college and I was living back home in Dallas. Once I got to Prairie View, the experience was so much for me. I couldn't even relate it back to the quad. But I would have appreciated if the quad lasted just a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like the aspect of it being like messing leadership, mm. but that happens everywhere. So I was okay with the way that it was portrayed. And like, even just like, I like looking back at it now, just graduating and just like, cause I was watching it today. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm working on, on, on my next book and I was sort of getting that for inspiration. And I watched the episode they did about rape culture. And I was like, I look at this episode differently now, like just the aspect of what the story they were trying to tell. And although I'm a big critic. Like they, they had some stuff that was like, 
because I'll give a perfect example. Like one example that I looked at was so Dr. Fletcher was on the fact that it was a student that was raped from jump. She was she fired the chief of police and was like, oh no, you sleep fell asleep at the wheel. You fired. Like, hey, it's turning your letter of resignation. But like in later on the next episode, like, oh yeah, the reason why the cops were here, because that's the daughter. Like, no, it's not. She literally just fired the chief of police. There's no, there's mm-hmm. no chief of police like right now because she fired yeah. him before she knew it was Sydney that, that that got assaulted. So it's like it's like it's just as a writer, certain stuff for me like how, how you as a vocalist, like a writer, it's like that don't make no sense to me. And mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I was like, boy, my my book, I bet my, my book is tight because if I got errors in my book, boy, they're gonna pick it apart because I be picking grownness apart. I pick it all this stuff apart. But it's like even just bringing you on, I was watching and I'm like, I feel like this is a show, Jasmine probably would have really took a liking to being a university president. I feel like you would have had a lot of just thoughts on how they portrayed the character. And even in that storyline, like it wasn't really messed as it was like, Hey, is this leadership? Like it was even, it was a point about you had, and I look at her as Whitley Gilbert, like an old, older Whitley Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, I think her name was Dr. Ella Grace. And like, it was the aspect of like, don't make this about you, but she does this video that's like, hey, like, listen, this has affected me. We're going to get through this together. And Dr. Grace was like, you made this about you. No, she didn't. The students yeah. actually like that. You know, so uh, let, let me, like, I guess the question is this from that. Because just to sort of go to the university president ambition. So, wh- so what do you think is leadership? Like, what do you think transparent leadership is amongst the students? Like, do you think that a president should be in this ivory tower? Should they be down with the students? Like, what do you think? that that aspect of leadership is? Well, I've experienced both. And the most important as a aspect or character of, of leadership is going to be humility. Not feeling like because you are the president at the top that it's okay for you to never admit to your mistakes. Not you feeling like because you're the president at the top, you shouldn't be out here with the students. I was that student on campus who say, y'all are here for me. I'm not here for you. If it wasn't for my 9,000 peers that were here along with the state assistance that you only get because we're here, you wouldn't have a paycheck. And so I've seen one aspect of it where you have the college president who was not enthralled with students at all. And it was really weird. And it was really like self-centered and destructive from the inside out. Then I saw the president in Ruth, in particular, Dr. Ruth, who is the president at uh, PV. And I call her Ruth because she that's what she wants us to call her. But, you know, we were raised like, nah, I'm going to call you Ruth. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Ruth. But Dr. Ruth uh, was the president who sat in the cafeteria with us and she ate the same MSC, the same MSC food that we complained about all the mm. time. She was coming to the basketball game. She was sitting on the court. She was there supporting her students. Everybody's not a fan of her, but she's very true mm. in her walk. She's very student driven. And I'm typically very critical about administration anywhere. But Ruth is just absolutely phenomenal. It's the president's job. When you're good at the top, everything else that seeps down right. is positive. And you start to see that yeah. when you have new leadership come in. Some people need to understand um, that it's okay to be in the back. It is. Right. You don't have to be at the top to be known and to be seen in Part of that goes into me working at Morris Brown. Dr. James has a phenomenal team of people underneath him. Mm. And it takes a team to get 99% of the stuff done that we've gotten done. 
And I mean, it takes a team. And I can appreciate because we only have four or five people that, you know, really work there. I can appreciate watching others work in their own way. You have to be able to want to learn all the time. Don't think because you're 25 or you're 50, you know everything because mm-hmm. you don't. Right. So you have to be open-minded to learn, open-minded to connect. And you have to show humility. Like, I think at this point, like at this point, we're basically on FaceTime at this point. People just are watching on FaceTime. <laughs> like, it's, it's so many more questions I have for you. But I just want to just <laughs> say this is that like, like I'm I'm just so proud of you and just everything that you're doing. And it's like, Aww. like from the jump, like when I first like I acclimated you as the student leader, I was like, she's gonna be a university president for sure. Like there was no doubt in my mind. I'm just waiting on which school and when. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like HBCU president. Yes. Like we're gonna figure out just which one at this point. But like which one? Yeah, like you like you're amazing. You have such a huge just amazing following of people that support you and I support you like I, I love everything you do and I appreciate you know just you for just your support of Pulse and what's crazy is that I actually saw you in person at Battle of the Bands but you was moving so quick I could not get to you I was like you talking about in January? In January 2020 yes. Oh Randall now let me tell you about that so I went to Battle of the Bands for the first time in January 2018. Mm-hmm. I became a huge marching storm Prairie University marching storm fan in the summer of 2019 because Mm -hmm. they have played at this freshman pep rally and murder on my mind is like my song Mm -hmm. um melly is like my baby daddy if i had one so like i fell in love with the band and band is part of the reason why i even ended up at prairie view so i really started to learn how much it takes to be in a band at HBCUs. And before I begin, I just want to say hey to I Discover Stars. I you, I They're the ones up. who shared my video hey. back on October the 13th, 2016. And that is why I am where I am now. I love y'all so much. Shout so out I yeah. love the band. And like I saw how hard they worked. So in 2020, I was walking by the section where PV's band was. And I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get down here with security, but I'm going to get down here. The lady saw me on the lady saw me with my sequin jacket on. She said, Are you looking for PV's band? I was like, Yes, ma'am. She said, Oh, they're down there. You might want to go down there with them. I said, Oh, thank you. I must have ran down them steps. I was like an energizer bunny the whole time. Because I got down there with my band. I was so excited when they got down there. I just be excited about HBCUs and everything. I, th- I love y'all. I just I think the point I saw you, you were running down to get to the band because you were. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, "That's Jasmine right there." I, like I, I, I was like, "That's Jasmine right there," and it's. I was like, "Shan, she's gone." We'll, Listen, we'll, when we'll, it comes to my band, good luck catching me. <laughs> I love my marching storm. Like, I'm gonna be right there. Like my best point, I myself. I'm like, all right, all right, man. You know, like, <laughs> all right, man. Because <laughs> I, 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 I was like, you was down there, but down. But but I, but I'm just glad because we, we we texted before. You know, we DM all the time, but like like not all the time, but we DM every now and then. But I'm just I'm mm-hmm. just glad just to find a chance. But I definitely want to connect more. I think I think that you that you're amazing. Just everything that you're doing, and I'm just just grateful to have you on. Like you know, and just just. Just pick your brain about different stuff. It's been amazing. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. You know, I just have to say it took time to get to this point. It took um, a lot of people correcting me on, you know, the way I look, my faces, the things that I say and stuff like that. And, you know, 
there's somebody watching this probably a freshman in college who feel like they should have it all together at 18. I'm 27. I still don't have it all together. I still call my mom about for just about everything. So embrace growth, embrace change, embrace criticism. Don't tolerate disrespect, but just be open. Mm. Be open to change. Um, if you are not uncomfortable in a position, then you're more than likely not benefiting from it. And it's time for you to move around. Exactly. Hey, we, we, we can end it right there. Jasmine. There's so, so yeah. much more to say, but, but thank you so much for coming on Jasmine. I definitely hope to connect with you more. Thank you. You guys have a good morning. Sunday. Oh, it's, it's definitely in the morning. All right. <laughs> All right talk to you later, Jasmine. Bye-bye. All right, you guys. So, that was that was great. That like, like that was like that was better than versus. Uh, <laughs> Shelby, Shelby. Yes. So so, let's sum it up at the, at this point. There's there, there's nothing much more we can say about versus. So let, let let's sum it up. So you know, Jessman gave us a lot, and that was a conversation that that I really just wanted just to have with her for a minute. But let's really quickly pivot back to versus. So what's our final verdict on versus? Because Jessman made me think. So what's our final verdict? Still a mess. Still a mess. <laughs> Still a mess. I mean, she puts things into perspective. Like, I, you know, when you think about matching people, she says as far as like singing live, you really don't think about that. So I think it was yeah, still a mess. <laughs> but yeah, she did give me something to think about for, you know, the next ones. So, yeah. Hey, hey Dallin, why are you laughing at me, Dallin? <laughs> Dallin, 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 I laughed at me. He said, now, Randall. <laughs> what what I did, Dallin? What I did? Um, but overall, like, yeah, like I, I it, it made me like I look at it a, a bit differently. Um, but I, I just that expectation was there. But I'm not as harsh about it now. But I'm like I, I'm and I and now I see what she was saying about the Lauren Hill piece. But it's like especially those other people. But but I just felt as if it was just a bit more. <laughs> she she's talking about when I said woo that was like that was better than the verses when I said interview with Jess was better than the verses that's what she's talking about it was it de- it definitely was it was on time it was under an it was under an hour like it was way better than the verses at this point but like I think that just the aspect of catalog versus voice I think that that's an amazing conversation just to have and you love your Chris Brown show but you know my because I can tell nobody I do. Brown. I do. Okay. If I ever have the chance to meet Chris Brown, I'm not going to say my life is complete, but I'd be pretty satisfied. Okay. (laughs) I'd be pretty satisfied. I'd be okay. You know, be be satisfied. Oh my gosh. But I'd be satisfied. But overall, so let's go on and and just sum this up. Um, So tell everybody where they can find you, Shelby. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lotus Love underscore. That's two L's. O-T-U-S Love underscore. Yes. So uh, for everybody else that's watching, uh, make sure you guys tap in the HBCU Pulse. Because this is more what we want to do uh, with Pulse. It's in Pulse in general. Um, but, you know, make sure to follow Queen Series. Make sure to follow Pulse Radio. We have an NBA All-Star Game reaction. If it happens. If, if it happens, we'll have NBA All-Star Game reaction. Um, because I'm sort of shaky on if that's going to happen because of COVID. Um, but that's going to be on next Sunday. We have a lot of other things that are coming up in the future. Uh, we just did an interview with Angie Wandu. You can check that out on YouTube. Type in Pulse Radio, Angie Wandu, and you'll see our channel. 
Um, and it's just a lot more that we're doing. Scrap Roast on iHeartRadio, Pick Up Queen's Pain, all of that. All the just followers, make sure to tap in with us because we really, we do our thing. We try our best to uplift HBCUs, uplift black women, and give people in the millennial generation, our young people in the millennial generation, just a platform to grow. So I really appreciate you all for coming on. Follow Pulse Radio. And you're going to see way more of this. And also subscribe to the Pulse text list 478-221-7127 just text us text news text hbcu pulse to 478-221-7127 and i want to ask this to shelby because i because i'm trying to think of what chris so like i feel like chris brown can go against somebody in verses and i think you had something to say about the usher part you said it but i want you to really quickly speak on the usher chris brown thing who do you think? Well, I think you don't think Chris Brown won. You said it'd be close. So what, what you thinking about Usher versus Chris Brown, Shelby? I don't want to be biased. I mean, I am a huge Chris Brown fan, but Usher got some hits too. That would just be kind of hard, honestly. But I I don't know. Like to me, Chris Brown still kind of. But vocally, um, Usher, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Catalog. I don't know, because Chris Brown is an entertainer. He's a writer. He's a producer. He does all that. You know, he's the dancer. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. That's a hard one. Catalog. Based on catalog. catalog. What? Chris Brown. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I don't I don't I don't know. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know in in the regards to catalog though. Um yeah, I have to go with Chris. Yeah, like, like I'm already know. I know you rolling with him. <laughs> already know. Sorry, catalog. Come on, Chris. Ride, ride, ride or die. At this point, but honestly, I don't know because Usher, you can't. He's his own legend. I, I don't. I don't want to compare the both of them. I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> I feel. I feel that. I feel that. But yeah. So listen, like I said, it 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 is 106. We're going like we're gonna you know going to end this. But once again, I want to say thank you guys for listening. But until then, we'll see you on the other side. HBCUs are more than a trend. We're forever a part of the culture. We can show you better than we can tell you. A Queen series and HBCU Pulse has you on lock. From royal court to Greek life, sports and campaigns to graduation. We are the number one outlet for HBCU students. Make sure to tap in and learn more at HBCUPulse.com.